Ooh. Hey guys, and welcome to Three Shows in a Book. I am your host, Shiloh. And I'm your other host, Liz. And we are doing something different again this <laughs> week. Uh, we got to have one week together, and now Liz has COVID, so we are quarantining again. Correct. So what we decided to do this week is we each got a bottle of wine, and we're going to drink our own wine, and then next week we'll switch, and I'll drink the wine that she drank this week, and she'll drink the wine that I drank this week. So if it lasts. should be exciting and different and fun and today we're going to be reviewing get out so let's talk about the wine Liz tell me about your wine absolutely um so I actually have a local Ohio wine it is called the winery at Spring Hill and this is covered bridge red Lake Erie table wine oh sounds schmancy very nice Okay. There's not and a whole lot I on the back. <laughs> I have Pacific Rim Sweet Riesling. Um, this is a Columbia Valley in the great Pacific Northwest, Washington State. So um, this one says, I'm going to read it because it's cute. We're obsessed with Riesling. Riesling wines range from refreshingly dry to desert dessert sweet, sorry, making them infinitely versatile for all foods and occasions. Um, this particular wine has aromas of honeysuckle and white flowers, juicy peach and pineapple flavors. It's this that sounds amazing. I know, like right? I, I want that. Good. Like I went with a well, the, this one was a gift from a coworker, and literally what you're reading to me just sounds delicious. And now I'm right? like. Yeah. Well, I got you COVID. There's a, there's a bottle for you for next week. So we're good. And this is a medium sweet wine. It is 7.5% alcohol. So it's pretty mild. I didn't check mine. I don't know what this is. It doesn't say. It better be good though. Cause you got a red and you know how I am about the reds. Yeah. I didn't buy it though. It was a gift. That's the the kicker it's there for the best since you can't really go out and buy a line right now i know <laughs> all right are and we opening amazon sh- i already opened mine sorry yeah hers is already like a quarter of the way gone we're zooming I, tonight so we can see each other i actually filled my glass already i haven't taken a sip yet but because i because i'm doing this in a different room i just there's just no table space in here this is where mm-hmm. my kid games like i get yeah, yeah. I'm on an art table. It's on a slant. I got nowhere to put a bottle. <laughs> All right. So we'll do our cheers. Oh, that sounded nice. Did it sound good? This is, this is weird. We're on a zoom call. So the, I don't, <laughs> we don't know how the audio will be, but probably better than last time. Oh, I'm really hoping so. I did lots of like YouTube research and they're like, you know, there's so many options. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying for a service. So Zoom it is. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Though, so cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, mine's very, good. mine's very fruity. I didn't think it was going to yeah. be fruity. It's a little fruity and it's almost. Hmm. 
It's almost got a little zing to it. It's really good. That's yummy. I like it. Mine doesn't have a zing. Mine's um, mine's a lot sweeter than I expected it to be. Good. Um, then maybe yeah. I'll like it. <laughs> it. It. I think it's more of a like a before dinner wine, you know, like to kind of loosen you up a bit, not yeah. so tightly wound. <laughs> yeah. It's not pairing well with that these days. True. All right. So get out, uh, yep. 2017 prime video, 399 rental. Um, did you For either standard or high def? It was the See, same price. I, I never have, like, it never gives me the standard you option. Go to more purchase. I options. did. I did go to more purchase options and I didn't see it there at all. Your TV is apparently more bougie than mine then. Seriously. Like I, I feel ripped off that I don't have that option because that last <laughs> movie you were you like, I only paid $2 for it. And I was like, I had to pay for <laughs> Yeah. You feel ripped off that you don't have the cheap option. <laughs> It's true. I do. I feel so gypped. That is hilarious. This is racial profiling. <laughs> that's going to be getting into some, some of the movie here. That's uh, that's where this is all coming from. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Let's talk about this movie because, okay, number one, I picked this movie. So she picked all the movies this month, you guys. She's correct. been saying it all month. She picked all the movies. Correct. And they have all been bangers. I have to tell you, they are all good. And you know it. And the book is amazing, by the way. I have to say, right. right. I can't wait to talk about that because literally yes. the first sentence I'm like, oh, there's blood. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm almost but, finished with it. And Jeremy was like, so I guess I should read that after you, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I guess you should. Awesome. One of the people that I work with saw me reading it and was like, oh, that's on my list. And I was like, you can borrow it when I'm done. And she's like, yes, I want to. I'm like, it's yes. really good. Um, but I digress. I digress. Let's stop digressing. Um, it is what we do. I know. Um, so literally... I didn't, I literally just Googled, you know, movies with the twist ending and mm-hmm. saw, you know, what their like brief descriptions were and, mm-hmm. uh, get out is the third movie because it was the last one that I picked. And sure. the only reason I picked it was because I was sitting next to two other people and they were like, Oh, good out. Yes. Yes. Watch that one. So I didn't even read the description. Like I had no idea what I was getting into. And right. literally I dragged my feet on watching this movie. I just finished it probably 10 minutes ago. And um... I watched it on Friday. So I also <laughs> procrastinated, but not quite as bad as you. <laughs> I was like, literally, I just, I just felt like the time went away from me. Like all of a sudden it's Sunday evening and I'm just like, fuck, Oh, like I'm watching shit. a totally a other to show. Like I did at like three o'clock this afternoon. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the show. And, <laughs> and then I had a reminder pop up and it was like podcast with Shiloh. And I was like, fuck, I still have to watch the movie. <laughs> and it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So I found it really amusing. Um, when I, I have a Roku TV. So whenever I go to find a movie like yeah. one of our selections I just search it on the Roku and it will give me all of the options for watching it so I always do that just in case because there have been a couple times that I've done that and it's been like oh you can watch it for $3.99 on Amazon or you can watch it on Vudu for free with ads and I'm like well yes I'll watch it for free thank you very much 
So this one did not give me that option, but when you search it, it gives you kind of a description of the movie and it called it a thriller slash yeah. horror slash dark comedy. And I was so, like, yeah, I don't really feel that dark comedy part. Like, mm, I so much. I felt Definitely a little thriller. bit. I could see the horror. Not really funny. I was so, not laughing at this movie at all. I chuckled at a couple parts, like especially, you know, the friend, Ron, the TSA oh, agent. He was, he was he funny, was, but I still wouldn't call it a yeah. dark comedy. No, I wouldn't call like, it a dark comedy either. One person who had some funny, funny lines does not a dark comedy make. Correct. Um, so literally, I, I didn't even read the, the blurb before I started watching. So I had no idea what I was going into. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, I had heard about it. <laughs> I had it. I'm, maybe I'm oblivious. Was, you know, I knew the twist, but like, I didn't. that was like the basic, like, oh, this is a movie about so-and-so and so-and-so, and then this happens. And like, that's the extent of my knowledge. So I was so, kind of like, uh, I don't know if I really want to watch this, like all the race stuff. Uh, do I really want to get into this? But Liz made me and it was actually pretty good. So I'm did you Did you watch the alternate ending? I did. I did. Yeah. We'll talk about that at the end because literally I'm like, you. well, and that, uh, did you read, hear the commentary on it and everything like that? And it was yeah. like, you know, but with the climate, the current yeah. climate, a hero, I changed so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, let's just dive right into this. Cause we're, we're kind of all over the place, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, Shana and Liz can't focus. <laughs> it's. Yeah. Shocking amazing. True story. <laughs> so the opening scene, uh, like that very first opening scene when this guy's like on his phone and he's like texting and he's clearly in suburbia. And, right. you know, he says, you know, I'm walking through, what does he say here? Uh, he's like, I'm walking through the suburbs and how can they confuse the streets? And, you know, how yeah. can, Why how can that's, what was it? Edgewater street, nowhere near Edgewater lane or something like that. Yeah. Street and lane. Yeah, exactly. That they were like 14 blocks apart or something. And he's like, I don't know where I'm going. And then you see this. It should be stated because race is very important in this movie that this is a black man walking through what looks to be a pretty affluent white neighborhood at night. So that, that is important. That plays a part. It does. It it one hundred percent does. Like they don't they don't tippy toe around the whole race thing at all. Right. Like, like there's that's kind there's of the whole clearly yeah of the movie. Really. Yes. Yeah. Um. But he's texting, and then he's you know he's looking at maps. He's trying to figure out where the hell he's going, and then he gets on the phone with his girlfriend. And, and you know, like, oh, sorry, babe. You know, that's when he's talking about Edgewater Street is nowhere near Edgewater Lane or whatever. I can't remember the actual names of the street, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to get there and I'm looking at the maps and I should be there soon. And, you know, so he gets off the phone with her and he continues walking. And all of a sudden this white car just drives down the road and it's going a little slow and he's like, you know, kind of looking at it. And then the, the car comes up behind him and he's like, Nope, not today. Not today. Yeah, I'm just yeah, going to keep walking. Like, pulls up right next to him and just kind of keeping pace. And 
Yeah. It's playing the song that I think is like from, I want to say like maybe the forties or fifties run rabbit run. It's 1930s. Can... I, I Googled okay, it because I, wow. I was like, that's a creepy ass song. Like yeah, run rabbit run. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. If you've ever read Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children that it's in there too. I didn't read for that. What it's worth. Maybe Not we'll read that. Watch the movie. That's an abomination, but read the books. They're good. Um, yes. So then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, well, you know what? I'm just going to turn around. I'm gonna walk the other direction. I'm gonna walk yeah, the other like, direction. I don't want to get involved in any of this shit. I'm going the other way. So he turns exactly. Around. And then he starts walking and all of a sudden he looks over his shoulder and the car door is now propped open and the music is what I like to say is it's blaring. Yeah. And then the guy just, you know, comes up behind him and he just like puts him in a headlock and he basically goes to sleep and then shoves him in the trunk. Yeah, exactly. That's the opening of this movie. And then it goes into like kind of a soft music and then it transitions into like modern day music. And you get to see like this girl picking out you know, croissants at the bakery and then pastries and you're in somebody's apartment and they've got all these amazing photographs on the wall and then you see our hero chris getting out of like he's just gotten out of the shower and he's like shaving and drying off and all i could think when i saw him was he is so shiny (laughs) like he's just very smooth and very shiny yeah he did have a he was very well kept like he just his like he obviously takes care of himself for real there is definitely thing to look at no, absolutely not. And um, I liked I liked that whole opening scene. I felt like it was very well done. It was, you know, super calm, cool, collected. Like, then the next thing you know, she's at his house. She's got the bag of pastries. They're coming in. And then it dives right into the conversation of, did you tell them? Yeah. Talking about her parents and asking if she had told them that she, that he was black. Yeah, and she... They're going to her house, her parents' house for the weekend. And, you know, he's like, babe, do they know? Do they know that you're bringing home a black man? And, and, you know, she's kind of like, duh, of course. It doesn't matter anyway, but yes. And I love that that she makes it. It was going to be a problem. I love that she makes it a point to say, and he's going to tell you he would have voted for Obama third term and you're going to yeah, hate it gonna... and it's boring. And yep. you, you, it kind of feels very, um, it feels very real. It feels very yeah. much like a conversation that a couple might have that was in that, you know, in a relationship. Well, I mean, really, you know, apart from the, the race issue, which, you know, that's a weird thing to say in this movie, but it sounds like a conversation that any couple would have. Right going home to meet the parents my mom's cool my dad is annoying but you know he's a dad so there it is and that's just how it goes and then during that time we also meet ron rob ron uh ron. no rob is it rob or ron let me I see know. i somehow i managed to not write that down i wrote it down but he's much later like i've been playing uh... well i guess he calls him on the way to the house they're already in the car Yes. Um, at that point. But uh, Chris is dating Rose. We didn't say her name yet. Um, and he has a dog named Sid. And Ron is babysitting Sid for the weekend while they are. Rod. R-O-D. Rod. Rod. Okay. Yeah. We got this. Rod. 
Chris is the boyfriend. Rose is the girlfriend. Rod is the amazing TSA dog watcher. The best friend who's watching the dog and he works at the TSA. Yep. Exactly. I love his character. And Chris calls Rod and is, you know, just kind of chatting like, hey, we're cool. We're on our way. You know, you got Sid. Everything's cool. And um. Yeah. So she takes the phone. Well, then she takes the phone from him. Yeah. She's like, I want to talk to God. Yes. And then that's when, you know, he's like, oh, you chose the wrong guy. Ha 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 ha. And she's like, oh, are you saying I got a chance? And, you know, <laughs> it's just some silly banter. And then they hang up and they're talking and chit chatting about, you know, Rod and how nice it was for him to watch the dog. And all of a sudden, boom, they hit a deer. Which is nowhere. It was wild and it seemed like it was like flying. Like it was going really, really fast. I thought that too. I was like, what the fuck did they just hit? Because like yes, because it wasn't a big wreck. It like knocked out their headlight and like the deer. And I'm like, did a fucking bird fly in front of that car? What a big fucking bird. It was really high though. Like when they showed it, it was high up on the screen it wasn't like it ran across the road it was like it jumped across the road well exactly and and I feel like it was one of those things that um I think they wanted it to be that way so you mm-hmm. couldn't tell what it was and it kind of disoriented you because right. they wanted you to feel the way the characters were feeling which was you yeah. know disoriented but um looking back on it I wonder if it's like if it was meant it like if they had you know did that on purpose if they like let the deer free in front of their car in order to i don't know i feel like am i reaching here is that a reach is that a super that, far reach was that not an accident that is because like, jump across the table and try and grab it well because literally then the whole thing with the, the interaction with the police officer so here we are again you know well, again i think that was a red herring honestly mm-hmm. like so they hit the deer and you know obviously they're both freaking out yeah and rose is the one there in rose's car she's the one who's driving um so he kind of goes into the woods because he can hear the deer groaning so he kind of goes into the woods off the side of the road to try and find the deer and she calls the cops like i don't understand why the car is totally drivable i don't know if they need an accident report because she hit a deer and she wants to file it for her insurance i don't know but then it comes to her talking to the cop and the first thing he is saying is like, yeah, next time I call animal call. control, yeah. call animal <laughs> control. You don't call us for this. Um, so Chris comes back to the car and, you know, she's the one who was driving. It's her vehicle, but he's still like, uh, I'm going to need some, some ID from you. Can I see and your driver's kinda, license? You know, yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of like, you know, you can tell that like, okay, yeah, we've been through this before. So he starts getting out his license and Rose gets very like, what I was driving. Why do you need to see his ID? You know, and she kind of goes through this whole thing of like righteous indignation of, you know, why are, why are you needing his ID? He wasn't driving. He wasn't doing it. It was me. I was driving. I gave you, she's, she's (laughs) guys, She's got a problem. And this, she better not try and foist that one off on me because she just licked up rim. Oh, and I have Rona. Oh, no. Yeah. So, change plans. We're not going to be drinking Liz's wine next week because she licked the bottle with Rona. I'm so sorry. It's like a bad (laughs) habit. 
I did that, it was like, oh, it's dripping. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I'm I'm the best. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll go god. on their website and see if they have another, like, if they or if they deliver, because apparently it's like six hours north. I don't know. <laughs> I might have it at Jungle Gym. You know that, and if they don't, they'll get it. Like, if yeah. you request at the Jungle, they'll get it for you. That's what I like about Jungle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, before Lick Liz Lick the wine. Before um, the lick of 2022, <laughs> the Corona the lick of 22. <laughs> um, you know, so she's basically like calling this cop out for you know his racist behavior, and Chris is just kind of like, I mean, you know, he's going along with it. He's getting out his ID. He's doing everything because he's a black man, and he's stopped by the cops. So yeah. this is. Nothing new and unusual to him. This happens Correct. a lot, which made me really sad to see that. Like he just immediately just no fight, no question. Yes, sir. Let me get that for you. And yeah. she's the one who's like, "What the fuck? Um, why you wouldn't do that if I were? You know, like if yeah. if you were white, like why are you doing that?" Yeah, and um, I love the comment that he makes in the car, like, "Oh, I found you so hot right now yeah, because so you know." Hot. Yeah, like, like you know, stick up for my man, and he's like, "You are so hot right now." <laughs> well, and I mean, I I get it from his perspective because you know there aren't many people out there that are gonna be like, "Um, what you're doing is wrong." Well, I mean, now there there's a lot more now, people yeah. that are voicing that opinion, which is fantastic because it, it's it's awful. There is definitely you know there's a divide. A Absolutely, yeah, there's a big divide. And I'm sorry for my dogs barking in the background. Eleanor is having a fit. Well, that's Eleanor for you. She's she's, fast. she's, she's in her so cute though. She's in her pen. And I taught her to play with the eye fetch, which is basically like I don't have to throw the ball for her anymore. She puts a ball into the hole and the ball shoots out the other side. Oh wow. It's amazing. She can play with herself. Exactly. <laughs> no, that sounds so bad. I know. That's what um, I said. <laughs> So, you know, then they, they're in the car, you know, she makes the comment or he makes the comment, oh, you're so hot right now. And then they pull up to her parents' house shortly after she's like, oh, we're here. And when you pull in, the first thing you see is what looks like a groundskeeper Mm -hmm. and he's obviously black. Yep. And then, you know, they get there. And Shiloh's shoving a giant slice of pizza in her mouth. It looks amazing. Almost sized piece of pizza. This is my dinner. It looks giant on the screen. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. So um, it's average. It's average. <laughs> Shh, don't tell him that. <laughs> no, never. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah. So it, clearly, you can see there's. She said it was average. Now I'm trying to show you. Well, there's Jeremy. That's what I was saying. She said it was average. The cat has come up to sit next to me. Aww. Podcasting. And she, she didn't. We were gone this weekend. So she won't come see me. Like she'll come to the top of the steps when I'm like cat sitting for you. And she (laughs) just looks at me like, what did you do to my humans? Where are my people? Yeah. And the one time. The one time that I got to pet her, she let me pet her for like two seconds. And then she was like, okay, bye. And she just like <laughs> left. She's gone. 
meow meow you're so grumpy and she would oh, i got the side eye for that one she would drop her food on the floor she would just push that shit off to the side like i'd get to your house and i was like why are why is your bowl and your food all over the floor why can you explain that to me a kitty temper tantrum what do you expect? seriously she's drama she's a drama kitty okay anyway so she gets they get to the house and of course it's like a i don't does it ever say where they are no like, it feels like it's eastern. new york is what yeah, it feels eastern so like connecticut or new york or someplace well you know the the guy that the the guy they talk about is from brooklyn and they used to hang out with him so i imagine that they're from new york um and they don't really say like they're not they're not they say the name of the town but they don't say the state you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but yes it is more rural it's definitely like um a wealthier community and Mm -hmm. the house that you're pulling up to is very large it is it's nice, gorgeous nice country manner sort of a yes place. yeah i would definitely live there like I, I i looked at that house and i was like oh that's that's beautiful <laughs> like okay. where can i buy that yeah um if i had a million dollars i probably I wouldn't had a million dollars exactly um so then the, you meet the dad dean and the mom they both come to the door but yeah right. dad's talking first dean He's a weirdo. He is. And he's kind of like, like everything about him rings and faults. Like he's yeah. way too hard. He and is. And did you make note of the actor who plays him? Because literally he does so much, but I can't, I can't remember his name and I, I like him, but I can't, I feel like he does a lot of B roles. Like, I feel like it's yeah. not, uh, it's not, he's not like a mainstream guy, but he's definitely, Oh, Google to the rescue. Heck actually, yeah. I actually have the too. thing here. Uh, let's see here. Allison William Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford is the dad. Dean Armitage. Yes. Yeah. So, um, oh, where'd you go? I don't know. Where'd you go? Um, so, um, yeah, they're both, they both seem very fake. Like they're trying a little too hard. And, um, then you get a glimpse of the, the housekeeper or, you know, yeah. whatever. And so, she's also black. Yes. She's the, the cook, I guess. But like, it's interesting because they're giving the tour of the house and they walk into the kitchen and they're like, Oh, grandma loved this kitchen. And she's, she's gone now, but we like to keep a little part of her in the kitchen. So they're saying that as they're walking into the kitchen, they walk into the kitchen. And the first thing you see is Georgina, the black cook. So I didn't catch that whole, you know, we like to keep a little part of her in the kitchen. I heard it. I heard it, but I didn't put two and two together. And I was just sort of like, that's a weird thing to say. Like, that's odd um exactly so awkward though like it is and they did such a great job just making you feel that awkwardness like I literally like the whole time I'm like oh and then he's like like, talking movie just maintains that like cringe yes yes unless it's just Chris and Rose and they you know they're they're normal but like anytime like the parents or later when you meet the brother whose name is Jeremy um, like they're all just so weird. Yeah. Weird. Like, 
So the mom is a psychiatrist um, who does hypnotism. And, you know, so the dad's talking about how successful um, his hypnosis was with hypnotism and she made him stop smoking. Chris is a smoker. Um, So they're kind of talking about that. Um, And then dad is a neurosurgeon. Both of which, you know, which explains the big fancy house. Um, so yeah, the tour, when he comes up to the pictures and he's like, Oh, this is dead. He was a track star and he made it all the way up to the, he lost in the whatever, 1934 Olympics with Hitler and lo and behold, a black man takes Hitler down. And right. Yeah. It was very like, Oh dude. Okay. And Chris was like, your dad must've taken it pretty hard. And yeah. He was like, I don't think he's ever gotten over it. And, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I just thought, wait, since later, I just put two and two together there. Yes. That I didn't catch before. So I, I caught him saying, I don't think he ever got over it and thinking that that's present tense, you know, like, you know, oh, well, he never did really get over that. And, you know, before his passing or whatever, it doesn't sound like, like he died, but he's obviously he died. It's exactly. Like, he's never gotten over it. Exactly. And um, so then after the tour, which was super weird, they're sitting outside on the patio. They also mentioned the basement, which they don't go down in because there was black mold. So they just lock the door and don't go in. Yes. I'm like, okay, well, that's not really how you deal with black mold. Well, exactly. And you're thinking. not go in the room anymore. You you got all this money. You got all this money. You can afford to get rid of black mold. Plus, you know, insurance will cover that kind of thing. Homeowners covers mold. It does. That whole thing was weird. And then they're outside, like having tea on the patio. And um, this is where Jeremy comes up. Yes. Yeah. He walks up. Yeah. He's, he's here for a visit because there's, okay. So then there was the next big thing that I was just like, what the fuck? Um, They have some big party, like, I guess, kind of family party that weekend every year and so of course that's the weekend for the party and rose is very much like oh i had no idea that's this weekend really what and mom is like it's the same day every year yeah and she's like oh i didn't realize that and i'm like really like that never came up when you're like hey i'm coming down this weekend i'm bringing my boyfriend and nobody said oh cool it's the party weekend exactly like that never came up really so that was very much like huh that's weird. And then we get a little bit of Chris's backstory um, that he is an orphan. His dad was never really in the picture. And then his mom was killed by a hit and run driver when he was like 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah, don't talk 11. about what happened to him after she died. Like if he was in foster care or if he was adopted by somebody like that's never really gotten into but we get the fact that his mom died in a hit and run accident. Um, and he's been on his own ever since, basically. Yes. And it's that's all done in that same conversation where they're sitting there and, you know, Dean is like, oh, are you a smoker, Chris? Oh, yeah. You should let my wife have a whack at you. She does wonders. And then um, then that's when she's like, oh, you don't, you know, we don't No, no, we don't have to do that. And then they go into the family thing and she goes, we don't have to talk about that now. And 
I thought, what do you mean we don't have to talk about that now? Like, like, like now, when though? Come yeah, on. exactly. So then Jeremy comes up and he is obviously like a mess. Like he yeah. does not look well put together. You would no. think he looks, he, he looks strung out. And I mentioned yes. that at the dinner when they're having dinner, I was like, yeah, strung out. Like he's kind of red rimmed eyes and his hair is always all disheveled and he's really pale and kind of and his clothes. Yeah, I was really strung out. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look like he belonged in that neurosurgeon's house. And like, you know, even the daughter Rose, she was pretty well put together. And yeah. um, even though she didn't dress like her daddy was a, a millionaire, she still looked very well put together and very much part of that group. Uh, Jeremy just kind of looked like he was an afterthought. Yeah, like he was a hot fucking mess, like having money ru- has ruined his life. Yeah, and I mean, you know, dad's a neurosurgeon and mom's a psychiatrist, so they have access to lots of good drugs, just saying. Uh-huh, I'm sure. Yeah. So then uh, that's when we come to this dinner. Now they're having dinner. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is it is an odd dinner, to say the least. And, you know, yeah, here they so are. Weird. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to, like, you know, have casual conversation, but it doesn't seem casual. It seems very forced. Like, so Chris, what kind of sports are you into? You know, what kind of, what kind of maintenance do you do on yourself? Right. Yeah. And, and Jeremy's like, oh, do you follow, you into MMA? And he's like talking about, you know, I mean, somebody like you with your frame, if you worked out, like you could get frame and your genetics. Yeah. Like it, that was like, "Mm -hmm." Yeah. Right? Who says that? Like who talks that way? So like my mind instantly went to, did you ever see that movie? Did Django? Uh, no. Django or what Django Unchained or whatever mm-hmm. that one, it went right there where they were like, you know, slavery and like that. I mean, when he was talking about your frame and your genetics, like in the whole time, like the whole vibe that you're getting from this entire movie is that there is definitely some sort of like slavery happening here. You just can't quite figure it out. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't pinpoint it. Progressive, but like everything they say is just wrong. Yes. Like because they're like. Southern-ish. Like. Because they're like middle-aged rich white people or what? So yeah, I don't know. Um. And then Jeremy, like the mom goes in the other room to get the dessert. Yes. And at that time you can kind of see like she opens the door into the kitchen and you see Georgina just like standing there with the cake. And it's all very, very pod people. Like, yes, yes. So off with Georgina and Walter, who is, we find out that Walter is the name of the groundskeeper. And it's also very like what he's very strange Uh, yeah so so then during that time that's when you know the brother gets up and he tries to like put um chris into a headlock is after mom comes back with the cake and like what that well he tries to put chris in the headlock and you know rose and dean are both just like dude what the fuck sit down and so Jeremy takes the bottle of wine that they're drinking. She's Rose is like, dude, you're drunk. So he takes the bottle of wine and does he leave? Yeah, he leaves. Or does he he's, go sit back down? Yeah, no, he straight up leaves. leaves. Yeah, he yeah. leaves. He's gone. And then Missy comes with the cake and she's like, oh, what's going on? And they're like, oh, nothing, just nothing. Talking yeah. about sports and usual yeah. stuff. And 
And then cut to them in the bedroom. And, you know, Rose is like, Rose God. Is yeah, in Rose's I can't bedroom. My family. God, they're just like, what? they're no better yeah. than that cop. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so she's she's brushing her teeth and she's all, you know, high and mighty. And she's that good job. Good job, Shiloh. Good job. Um, <laughs> and she's all high and mighty. And she just, you know, she's like how dare them and like how are they even better than how what makes them better than that cop like this is ridiculous so weird so then it's obvious and the whole time Chris is just like "Mm mm-hmm yeah mm mm-hmm right mm." that's right and she's like are you listening to me and he's like babe I didn't want to tell you (laughs) like I'm used to it it's how it is I told you so you should have called them and given them the heads up blah 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 yeah so, um, then, you know, it's the middle of the night and they've obviously had sex. She's naked. He's, you know, naked. Um, at least I assume he was naked because he turned the, the little stuffed animal away. The bear away from, there's a bear sitting on the naked <laughs> and he like looks at it and then he like turns it. So it's facing away from them and, and he then, gets up and he notices there's like this little half closet kind of thing. One of those little crawl space sort of a deals that's got a half door and the door is open so he notices it but that's as far as it goes like he sees it and then he's like getting up and you can tell that you know he's restless he can't sleep again I notice how smooth he is like totally (laughs) hairless very smooth and shiny and so he gets up and he's gonna go outside to smoke he's gonna go smoke yeah because he picks up yeah, his cigarettes. Well, I mean, he makes it like, you, you know, see the cigarettes. They make it a point to show you those yeah. fucking cigarettes. Yep. So he goes outside to smoke. Wait, you missed and- the best part. He comes down the stairs and he walks, you know, through the hall. And in the background, you see Georgina just run across the back. And I was like, what is she yes. doing awake? Yes, that's right. I what is she about doing that. awake? Like way down the hallway, you see her run across the screen and it's like, oh. And I thought of when I actually saw it the first time and I since forgot, but when I first saw it, I was like, Ooh, this reminds me of naked grandma yes. from it, yes. where she like kind of just scuttles across. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. What's up with Georgina? So Chris goes outside and of course it's dark and it's really quiet because they live out in the middle of nowhere. There's no houses around and he goes to get in his pocket and get a cigarette and he's looking out into like the woods kind of area and he sees something. and at first somebody's running yeah yeah and then you see it's like somebody running towards him running towards him really fast and so he's just kind of standing there like what the fuck is going on and they come running right up and they just zoom right past like really close to him just zoom right past and it's walter it's walter the groundskeeper and he doesn't say anything he doesn't acknowledge he just runs right by him and keeps on going and And he's sprinting like you know that he's got the blade hands that they say all the good runners do and just full on just barreling exactly in the middle of the night apparently so then chris is like what the hell was that and he's looking up at the house and he sees georgina and, and she's she, looking at her reflection she's but like it, yeah she's like preening in the in the window she's standing at the window but when you see it from her point of view all she sees is her own reflection in the glass right like preening and looking at herself and like oh I'm so pretty and then she what turns she hears something yeah she hears something and she grabs like a towel or something and then she walks away quickly 
And yeah. Chris is like, what the fuck is going on? I don't even think he had a the cigarette. Fucking house. Yeah, he did yes. not smoke. He, he was like too like, what is going on? So he goes back in the house. And of course, you know, he walks in the door and click the light goes on. And there's Missy, the mom, sitting there in the dark with a glass of tea. And she's a, like, a cup of tea. It's hot. She's like, come sit with me. Come join me. Will you sit with me? Oh, thank you. And he sits down in this chair. And it gets mm-hmm. weird from there. And then that's when she starts saying, you know, do you know what bad habit that is? It can kill you. And like, you do that around my daughter. And then she's that's like, my kid, my man. Daughter. That's my kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. But she's a grown woman. So I guess she gets to decide what she wants to. Be right. Around. Right. Exactly. Um, and then and she then, starts being with like, so tell me about your mom. And the whole time she's like stirring her tea. And it's like that the spoon is like scraping the bottom well, of the before that he he says, Are you gonna hypnotize me or something? And she's like, What do you think about that? Like, what how do you think we do that? And he's like, Well, I don't know. You're gonna uh do a pocket oh, yeah. watch in front of my eye. Yeah. And she's like, No, 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 no. You watch too much TV. Ha 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 ha. You watch too much TV. Sometimes we do use visual aids to put you in a more suggestive state. Mm -hmm. And that's when he's like suggestive state. And at this point she's stirring vigorously and you can hear it hit the bottom of the cup. And it's like, yeah, it's like the spoon is like scraping. Yes. And I like watching the movie. I wanted to just reach through the screen and be like, knock it off. Yes. Most irritating sound. Yes. I was like, when are you going to, oh, and let's, let's rewind a little bit because before that at the dinner table, she taps her, her tea glass, oh, her yeah, tea no, cup. No, this was actually when they were outside having tea on the patio. That's right. Yes. She tapped, she, ta- she, she's like stirring her tea and she taps her spoon yes. against the side of the glass. Yeah. And like shortly after that, Georgina kind of has like a little episode Fit. pouring Chris's tea and like. She kind of just spaces out and overpours the tea. And Missy is like, oh, Georgina, just go lay down and have a rest. Like, you need to go lay down. Yes. And Chris is like, what the, who does that? Like, (laughs) oh, yeah. So that was earlier in the day. And, you know, you kind of don't necessarily attach any appointment importance to it. But it's like another one of those, like, this is a weird, this whole thing is just weird. It's a weird dynamic. Yes, it's extremely weird. So then as she's stirring and it's really annoying and they really make it a point for you to know that she's stirring this tea and she hasn't taken any sip and she just continues to stir. And the whole time I'm thinking the same thing Shiloh's thinking like, will you fucking take a sip of that goddamn tea or put the spoon down one or the other? Put the fucking spoon down. Like, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that the noise is like that on purpose to give you that kind of just like, ugh. Get a teacup and scrape a spoon around inside of it. And you'll exactly. know exactly what we're talking about. Like it gives you chills. Like you get goosebumps and you're just cringy and like, oh God, make it stop. And I'm sure exactly. that's intentional. You know, that has to be intentional. Well, that's, then while that's she's doing neat. this, she starts questioning him about his mother. Yeah. Like, oh, where were you when your mom died? You know, what did I was it sound like? Watching TV. Yeah rain it was raining okay well hear the rain do you hear the rain and have you found the rain in this chair and all of a sudden you hear rain yes he's like yeah and you know so then it cuts to him you know whatever as a kid sitting on his bed watching tv 
and it's dark and you can see the rain outside the windows and yeah so she's like taking him through when his mom died and you find out that <clears throat> like she was supposed to be home she was coming home from work she was supposed to be home she wasn't home and you know she's like well what did you do when your mom wasn't home and he's like i watched tv like what did you do i just kept watching tv you know and it turns out that like she was supposed to be home and she didn't come home and he didn't do anything about it right so he and just sat there yes go ahead I was going to say, but he doesn't mention what he mentions in the future yet. So, um, right. he, yeah, that's not yet. He, and then all of a sudden it's like, he's trapped behind his eyes and uh-huh. he is in this yeah. dark. Well, she's like, he said, he says, I can't move. What did you do to me? And then he starts to fall. Yeah. Yep. He falls down. What does she call it? And you can see the sunken place. The sunken place. That's right. And she's like, you're doing exactly what you did when your mother was in trouble and needed you. You're not doing anything. You're paralyzed. And why can't I move? And she's like, oh, you're paralyzed. And when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. And then all of a sudden, it's like a little TV screen. And he's just sinking down into the darkness. And he's falling and falling. He's looking up at this TV screen, which is her, you know, what he is seeing in, he's like falling away from his consciousness. So he can see her, she's stirring the tea, and he's falling. And then she comes and gets close to him. And is like, you're in the sunken place now. And then and she then closes his eyes. Yeah, she closes, she closes his, his eyes. eyes. Yes. And he wakes up in his bed. Yes. Or in the bed. Yes. Like, it, you know, in a sweat, like. <gasps> but he's he wearing up. all the, he's wearing all the right clothes, all the clothes that he was wearing last night. So then, um, yes. you know, he gets up and, you know, Rose is already brushing her teeth. And then he goes, you know, I think your mom hypnotized me last night. And she's like, oh really really oh god why would she do that god that bitch you know kind of so sorry blah 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 and she's like well why do you think that and he's like well I don't want a cigarette like I kind of feel sick when I think about him and I don't remember anything after sitting down in your mom's office yeah that I thought was weird so yeah so it's the day of the party um and Chris goes outside just to whatever, get a breath of fresh air, to be away from the crazy ass parents. I don't know what. And they show there's like this gazebo and there's a bunch of chairs set up in front of the gazebo. And it looks like a wedding. Like they're set up with a, you know, a central aisle and there's these rows of chairs. It looks like it's set up for a wedding. And I'm like, if they're having a party, that's a really weird way for the chairs to be set up. I thought the same thing. Kind of bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So then she, then he sees Walter outside splitting wood and he goes and talks to Walter and it's just off in all kinds of ways. Walter apologizes for scaring him the night before with his exercise. And then he's talking about, you know, cause Chris is like trying to engage him as an African-American man. Like, dude, what do you, what do you think about it here? Like, I love how he oh, says, everything is wonderful. I love 
love it here. He's like, they work hard, right? And he's like, only because I want them to. Like, I love working here. They don't do anything bad to me. I don't do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. It's It's so weird. weird. Yes. Like, it was scripted. Talking about, like, oh, you're here with Rose. She's a, she's a, fine woman she's a good looking woman you're you know like all this kind of just it was very 1940s like Mm -hmm. like I thought for sure they were yes completely off and um, anytime you talk to them just they're like pod people they're just true well then he goes back upstairs and he realizes that his phone is not charging and so yes that's when he's like um who the fuck unplugged my phone and he puts two and two together and he's like well obviously it's um what's her name yeah. georgina. georgina yeah georgina is the one who who unplugged my phone so then she he calls chris calls rose over and he's like hey come here come in the room for a second and he's like listen georgina keeps unplugging my phone i don't know why she's unplugging my phone but you know and she's like oh does she think you're sexy too are you so hot that now they have to unplug your phone too like first it's walter now it's georgina like are you yeah. sure yeah, and talk to her about walter and he's like i think i think walter's got a crush on you like, yeah it's weird and she's like oh well, well do i need to talk about my talk to my dad about it and he's like no i just was wondering if you ever noticed anything off about walter so yeah so then Georgina, he's up in the room by himself. And apparently Rose talks to Georgina because Georgina comes in and is like, I can tell you, I can tell you what happened. Like, oh, I wiped the counter and all of a sudden it came. And then rather than, rather than try to fuss with it anymore, I just left it as is. No, nothing funny here. And he's like, don't yeah. worry. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to snitch on you. And she looks confused when he says snitch. Yeah. It's like, and then, snitch? yeah. And he's like, I wasn't going to rat on you. And, and she's like, oh, tattletale. You weren't going to tattle on me. Like, yeah. Weird. What? What are you, 80? Like, what does he say that, like, her whole face just like freezes and kind of cracks? I don't know, but then she starts crying and she's like, no, 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 no. I know. I can't think of what she, what he said to her. I can't remember what she says, but then it's like, it's like a trigger. Getting upset. And then all of a sudden it's like, she just kind of freezes and goes blank. And then the big smile comes back. But she's still crying. She's still crying. And like tears are actively running down her face, but she's like, everything is great. Um, it made me also think of uh what was that um the stepford wives yes i thought of that too very much like mm, this isn't this yeah isn't, yeah i was like man that's very stepford wivey um mm-hmm. so then he goes down to the party people are arriving well first you and see they're all in the same car they're yeah, all they're in these like big black, black cars. cars yeah it's really weird. I, I thought of a funeral procession because pulling up one after the other. It's like, yeah, just all at once they all get there. And Walter is opening the door for these people and they're stepping out of their cars and they're actively hugging Walter. And they're like, Walter, oh, hey man. And you know, yeah. hugging him and like 
they're also greeting Georgina. Like they're both like super excited. Yes, exactly. So weird. And then afterwards, um, you know, here enters Chris into all these people and they're, you know, they're feeling him up and they're like, Oh, you, you do. You have, yes. Yeah, exactly. Look at you. And then the one guy, the one guy's like, Oh, black is so in style right now. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of comment is that? Yeah. It was all very, very so awkward and weird. And, so weird. And it, honestly, it seemed like, you know, a bunch of out of touch white people trying yes. to be him. But just weird, like touching him and like very, she did it again. She licked the I bottle mean, again. It's already ruined. Again, you guys. So, Ugh. yeah. So it's just like, I mean, this whole movie, you just spend just like cringing, like, oh God, this is so awkward and uncomfortable. Like, ugh. So they did they did a really great job of putting you in Chris's shoes and making mm-hmm. you feel like what the fuck like yeah. literally the whole time I was like who says that what are you doing like yeah. what kind of world do you live in that you can just say black is so in style right now yeah. like, like, it's, like, like it's a choice you know he's not talking you know? about clothes yeah, exactly. He's talking about skin. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, the whole time, the whole movie, you are cringing. Absolutely, Charlotte. Yeah. You are cringing throughout the whole movie yeah. at how these people are talking. And and how all, The other thing I noticed is they're all older. They're yeah, not they're, the parents' age. They're not Dean and Missy's age. They're older. Not all and of I them, thought that yeah. was really weird. I'm like, why are they having a party and it's all people, people that are their parents' age? You know, yeah. like where are their peers? Yes. So that was weird. And then um, Chris is kind of just wandering around the party. He's like taking pictures. He's trying to be distracted and appear distracted so that he doesn't have to keep talking to these people. Um, so he's kind of just wandering around taking pictures and at one point you see you know Dean is talking to a group of people and he like you know Chris sees him and like Dean sees sees Chris and like points him out and he's like oh oh, there he is come here Chris come here come here and Chris is like oh oh," and he like starts taking pictures to pretend like he's busy Um, yes and then he spots somebody over by the buffet table and you know obviously he's an african-american male he's he's tall he's wearing a cute little straw hat like literally yeah, i was like very old-fashioned like he is khakis and a suit jacket and a like boater hat and just kind of weird and and chris yeah. is all like bro it's so great that you're here i feel like you know so glad to see somebody else yes and then he's like oh oh excuse me like oh yes it's good to see you too sir and then this older white woman walks up to him and is like andrew andrew darling what are you doing and he's like oh well chris was just telling me how he was comforted that there was another black man at the party Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god (laughs) what and it also should be stated that andrew is like no, his name was Logan. Logan, that's right, Logan. Logan. That's, like, that's Andrew is his real name, which we'll get into. Andre, Andre. that's right, because they call him Dre. Call him Dre, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Logan. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So Chris is obviously just like, dude, what the fuck? And then he, 
Logan appears to be 20s, maybe 30. He looks younger. He looks younger than Chris. Yeah, maybe the same age. That guy just kind of has a young face, though. But, you know, the same-ish age as Chris. So 20s, maybe early 30s. The woman that comes up to him is like... 70s. Late 60s, probably. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? Why is this guy with her? But his outfit is so old. He's got like khaki pants and they're pulled way up. They're and so high up and they got jacket. the belt. Oh my God. It was and and like, then the hat, the straw yeah, hat. The hat. You're like, mm, he's weird. So then Chris wanders off and he goes to where all the chairs are set up. And there's a guy sitting in one of the chairs <sighs> by himself. He's clearly blind. He's got a stick. Yeah, he's clearly blind. He's got a cane. And, and I've seen this guy in stuff before. I don't know his, his name. But, you know, he's blind. I've seen him in other things, and he is blind, apparently. Um, I'll look it so, up to him. Uh, yeah, and, and he sits down, and he's like, um, what is it? Jim Hudson is the character's name. The actor's name is Stephen Root. And he's That's right. right at the camera in this picture, so apparently he's not actually blind. Well, and, I mean, no, but he he says... He says he's blind and uh, he's he owns Hudson Studios and he knows Chris's work. Gallery. Hudson Gallery. Hudson Gallery. That's right. Yes. And he knows Chris's work and he's like, you know, I think you, you probably think it's strange that a blind man knows your work so well. And he's like, yeah, how do you do it? And he's like, well, my assistant, you know, describes to me in great detail. And he's like, man, you've got the eye. I, I've applied to National Geographics 14 times and, you know, they shot me down. And then all of a sudden, boom, I start losing my eyesight. Um so he, you know, he, he kind of bonds with him a little bit and he talks about, you know, art and photography and, you know, and he's calling everybody ignorant and, you know, all this stuff. Um, so you think you finally met the only normal person at this party, because as soon as he steps away from that, there's like this other couple that he meets and he's like, Oh, do you golf? Like Tiger Woods. Totally. Let me see your form. I used to be a professional golfer. I know Tiger, like, Oh, Tiger's the best golfer ever. Like blah, blah, blah. And Chris is just like, yeah, no, I don't golf. You guys like, oh, I'd show you, but the the hips don't swing like they used to. Let me see your form. Let me see your form. And Chris is just kind of like, uh, well, thanks. Yeah. So, um, then that's when, you know, the group just kind of surrounds him and he decides he's going to secretly take a picture of Logan. Yeah. You know, it feels like he knows him. Yes. Logan is kind of familiar. Yes. So he sneaks to take a picture, but the flash is on. Yep. And it makes a big loud click noise. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then that's where Logan, like literally all of a sudden you see his face go blank and then blood is coming out of his nose. A little trickle of blood. And he just sort of looks, yeah, he looks really worried and he like charges Chris. Well, before that, he's like, get out, get out, get out, get the fuck out. And he like charges at Chris and then everybody pulls him off of Chris and he Logan disappears into Missy's office and mm-hmm. you know um Dean comes out and he's like oh yeah he's he's an epileptic it must have been yeah. it must the have been that must have triggered a seizure yes yeah. 
exactly. Um, so, you know, he's like, man, I'm so sorry. And then all of a sudden Logan appears and he's the same awkward, uncomfortable. I'm so sorry. Us. I, I owe you an apology. Missy straightening me back out. Yes. Yes, exactly. He doesn't have a British accent, but he's very proper. proper. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's very proper. So Chris walks into the house and he's, you know, everybody, there's all kinds of people like in the house just chatting and whatnot and he goes upstairs and like as soon as he goes upstairs everybody just stops talking right he's just standing there like looking at him when he's going up the stairs and his back is to them and so rose comes upstairs and she's like what are you doing why'd you leave me out there by myself and he's like i gotta get out of here like this is messed up what's going on and so she's like okay well let's just go back downstairs and we'll go for a walk and then they get downstairs and the dad's like, oh, we're getting ready to play games. Bingo. They're bingo. gonna play bingo. And Rose is like, eh, we're just gonna go for a walk. And literally as they're talking, they're kind of flashing at Dean playing air quotes here, bingo. And yeah, I literally- that's, well, that's after they go for a walk though. They've left. Yeah, they're down by the lake and they're talking and with each other. Left. They're sitting on a bench and they're chatting. Well, not really chatting. It's kind of deep what they're talking about. But yeah, and then it's flashing to Dean and he, it's all done without sound. This part is quiet. So yes. you're seeing him holding up fingers like two, three, one, two. You know? Yeah. And, and you see people holding, holding bingo cards. I was yes. like, right. And I'm looking at like all of these cards being held up. And so literally, literally I wrote down what kind of bingo are they playing like that's exactly what I was like what kind of bingo is this everybody yes is like holding up the bingo cards they all have already gotten a bingo but like there's 20 of them well and then they flash to Chris and Rose and he's Mm -hmm. like something's weird we gotta go and she's like you know what yeah I'll make up an excuse we'll leave and then they flash back to the bingo game and you see a picture of fucking Chris in the background holding his camera and you're like Uh holy shit dude it's a fucking auction they are yes and it almost looks like the picture it's like a big framed picture and it almost looks like what you would see at a funeral See, I thought yeah, wedding. Yeah, I thought like, this, that was the picture you sign at the wedding. Like, oh, happy calls. <laughs> so sure. I thought funeral. But um, yeah, so you realize that they're like bidding on him and yeah. you see Dean hold up like 10 fingers and then Jim he holds up Hudson. Yes. Who is the, the blind guy like holds up and you can tell that he's the one who has won this auction. Yes. Well, because he does, he does that. He does it two times the 10 yeah. goes twice so you know it's like 20 so it's like yeah. either twenty thousand or 200 sometimes yeah. you know twice is 200 so you don't really know how much mr hudson paid for um chris and yeah and like at this point of the movie like literally this is like this was my thinking was that they hypnotized and brainwashed everybody that was you know anybody that was black when they came into this house they were hypnotized brainwashed and they were somewhere in there but you know they're just so hypnotized so brainwashed that they can't really do anything about it Um, right and that's like Georgina and Walter and Logan are so weird because they've been hypnotized yes which is kind of true 
But um, also during this time, actually before that, like the next day after, after Chris was hypnotized, which I, I made a note on here that like he was hypnotized without his consent. And it's almost kind of like a, a little bit of a rapey, like a rapey vibe. Yeah. Something to him without his consent and his knowledge. So it's like, that's that's a whole nother level of well and that's like like that's all those phone calls with rob like rob's like bro you let her in your mind like you know why people they just want to they're going to hypnotize you and put you into a sex cult that's what they do they they hypnotize you and they're going to put you into a sex slave slave. yeah you're gonna be a sex slave exactly um and i think that's where that that quote-unquote dark humor comes from because like he really was the whole time and then he's like you didn't hear about uh Dahmer man Dahmer would lure the men in thinking that he was gonna like help he was gonna suck their balls and they were gonna jiggle their balls and nope they didn't do no jiggling but he got his dick sucked by a headless man i don't know that that's his that's Dahmer's business that's Dahmer's business hilarious it's so funny i mean those were like brief moments of loose like Mm -hmm. lucid you know you're that's where you like take that breath of air like like okay we're back in the real world rob is the um he's the he's the anchor to the real world um this whole area that he's in now at the you know his girlfriend's parents house this is not reality like this is yeah it is it really is. So, yeah. um, so then they're, you know, he's packing, he's up in Rose's room and he's packing and she's like, you got all your bags together. And he's like, yeah, I just, uh, go get the keys, go get the keys. And yeah. so Find she leaves, people, yeah, she leaves the room and he sees that little, that little door open again. And this time he's like, yeah. mm, I'm a look in there. Doesn't he, doesn't he like send the picture? Yes. To Rob. Calls Rob, Rod. Yeah. And he has sent him this picture and he's like, it was really weird. Like he's explaining what happened. And he's like, when he came at me, I thought I recognized him. Yes. Like, I thought I knew him. And, and he, he goes, dude, that's goes, Dre. Yeah. Rod, Rod looks at the picture. And he's like, dude, that's Dre. And he's like, who, who the hell is Dre? He's like, Andre. He used to date Veronica, like something like worked in a movie theater or something like that, blah, blah, blah. He disappeared like six months ago. And that's where he brings it up again. And he's like, bro, sex slaves, like they're brainwashing you. And those white people are turning you into sex slaves because he says, you know, Dre was with an older woman. Yeah. Way older woman. And she was like touching him. And yeah, like, he's like, you got to get out of there, man. They're going to turn you into a sex slave. So then Rose comes back in and, you know, she's like, are you ready? Like, he's like, yeah, let's go. She's like, okay, I just got to find my keys. And she starts digging in her giant, like, satchel. She leaves. She leaves. No, 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 because she leaves. And then he goes through the door. No, she leaves. And then he goes into that little door. Yeah, he notices that little half door is open again. And And he finds the pictures. There's a red box. Yeah, there's a red box like obviously right there on the floor ding 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 red box right. you need to look at me so he opens the box and it's a bunch of photos of rose and all of these different black guys and you see her with walter and you see her with logan who's dre and you see her with georgina yep and they're taking like a like, bathroom selfie i was like no 
oh Georgina like she's in on it because the whole time I was like holding out hope that maybe Rose is like kind of yes. innocent in all exactly. this like she seems so sweet and so sincere and so yep. like oh yeah babe let's go let's go let's get out of here I understand you're uncomfortable let's go so all of that was happening during the walk the whole right. you know babe I need to leave we got to get out of here this is too yep. weird it's creeping me out there's also that's when the backstory comes out on his mom yes and he's like babe remember yeah like Mm -hmm. he's like I didn't tell you um after you know my mom didn't come home and like an hour went by and she didn't come home and I was watching tv and then two hours and three hours and I was just watching tv and she's like well I mean you know yeah and he's like well she got hit by that car and she laid there alone in the cold and the dark, but she didn't die right away. Yeah. Like she didn't die until early morning. So all that time, if he had called for help, like called the police or, you know, something. So somebody would be out looking for her. She may have lived, <clears throat> but he didn't and she died. And so obviously he's carrying a massive amount of guilt about this. And, you know, that's like his, that's his big trauma is that he, he didn't call anybody to look for his mom. He just sat at home, watched TV and she died in the dark alone. alone. Yes. You know, and he wasn't, he, he wasn't getting anyone to help her. Right. So, that's so like now his big trauma. So now Chris is fully aware of Rose's role in this whole yeah, fiasco. Yeah, he's definitely suspicious. Like, what the fuck's going on? And she comes back in. She's like, are you ready? Let's go. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's. I just need my camera bag. Where's that? Yeah. Yeah, And she's like, oh, here it is. Here's your camera. So she gives him the camera and she's like, let me just find my keys. I can't find my keys. And she's like digging in this bag. And it's like a, it almost looks like a satchel. It's like a huge satchel purse thing. And she's like digging and and he's like, like let's, let's do this on the move yeah let's do this Go. on the move and starts her down the stairs and so she you know they're going down the stairs and like jeremy is standing in front of the door with a lacrosse bat yes and then he looks you know he looks to the right and dean is standing in front of the fire and then he looks to the left and here comes missy and he's like babe where are the keys and she's like i'm looking i'm looking and she's still digging digging and then what does Dean say? He's like leaning on the fireplace, looking at the fire and says something. I can't he remember says, what, what it is was. your purpose? He says, Chris, yes, what, what is, is your purpose? Life? And he's like, right now to find those keys so I can get out of here. And then yeah. they ask like, why are you, why are you leaving? What's going on? And he looks over at Rose and he's like, babe. And she goes, oh, his dog is sick. And, and he has to take him to the vet by the morning. So we're going to go. And yeah. um, he's like, Dean says, you know, a fire, a fire's purpose is to, you know, provide warmth and energy and it's, it destroys and it creates. And he, he says something about everlasting and, you know, he goes into this whole weird speech and, um, literally Missy's not saying anything. She's just starting to freak out. He's like, babe, the keys, get the keys, get the goddamn keys. Yes. you know she's like oh i'm trying i'm trying and she's like what the fuck is going on like she's acting distraught and for a minute there you're thinking oh my god she's not in on this like 
not in on this. Yes. Um, and then all of a sudden he's like, where are the keys? And she pulls open her hand yeah. and she's like, she them in her hand and she's like, you know, I can't let you leave, have the keys, babe. And, and then, then that's when he nods at Jeremy and they just go at it real quick. Jeremy just hits him with a, with a lacrosse bat and knocks him out. And Missy walks in and she just taps three times on her little teacup and boop, he He's falls out. like a sack of potatoes. Yep. Well, he's, he's already on the floor, isn't he? Because she's no, he, Jeremy for damaging him. He falls. Like, you've done enough damage. Yeah, no, he falls because Jeremy goes, did you see the way he went down? Oh my God. Um, and that's where, yes, exactly. Then, then she's she's like, you've damaged him enough. Like, I think you've done enough. Like, don't drop him. You've already damaged him enough. Exactly. Her, uh, Jeremy and Dean carry Chris down to the basement, but she taps that tea glass and you see Chris falling into the sunken place and you can see, you know, the, the TV screen and what's going on and it just gets smaller and smaller. And Rose says, you were my favorite. And one one of my favorites. And Dean says, you hear that? You were one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So then he wakes up in the basement and it's very man's den, all dark wood and leather furniture and blah, blah, blah. A mounted deer head. Yes, mounted deer head. And he's like strapped in this leather chair. And his, his arms and his legs are strapped in. And there's this big old, and I love this TV. I wanted this TV so bad. You know, it's like this big old like yes console TV. So it's like a built-in yes. with all this big wooden cabinetry around it. Yeah, it's very 1980s, um, and no, it's fantastic. 70s, 60s, 70s. 70s. Well, yeah. I mean, it's old, maybe even 50s. It's one of the like furniture TVs. Well, my grandma had one of those. I mean, I loved that thing. It was awesome yeah. looking. And if you if you touched it too much, you would shock yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We had like, one. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wakes up and he's like sitting there just trying to figure out like what the hell's going on. And he's like looking at this deer head on the wall. And then the TV comes on. Bloop. Like an and infomercial. It, <laughs> it's really weird. It's like um, it's a. Uh, the, like dead, a, the grandpa roman Her- armitage and it's like it's like a new hire video yeah it's 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 really weird it's like you're probably wondering like cult. yeah you know and it's all you know filmed very everything's colored and bright and you know sunny day and beautiful he's in front of the house and he's like you probably wonder what's going on well let me tell you come take a walk with me yeah like very very <laughs> pitchman kind of yes. a thing so he's talking about um his you know, genius daughter or his genius son from his own flesh and blood <clears throat> and he says behold what do they call it kaluga coronula something weird i should have written a c-o-a-g-u-l-a that's how i i that's what i wrote down c-o-g-u-l-a behold kaluga kaluga yes i think that's right yes and he keeps saying it. He's like, behold Kaluga. And like, literally they get together and you see it's grandpa, grandma. And then you see that it's Dean and Missy and then two small children, which you assume are Rose and Jeremy. Rose and Jeremy, yeah. Um, so it's really interesting because um, Rod was right. There's some serious brainwashing happening here. Um, and then... Yeah. The next thing after that is, you know, uh, yeah, so 
but it, it kind of explains sort of yes. what they're going to be doing, which is basically taking someone else's brain and yes. putting it into Chris's body. Correct. But Chris will still be there a little bit, but he'll just be a passenger because they're like the brainstem. You can't remove the brainstem. Um, but you can transplant the brain. So like, oh, you're going to have your body and you'll have a life, but you'll be a passenger. You won't be able to affect what's going on. Um, yeah. That's phase three, transplantation. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Your existence will be as a passenger. Yeah. Um, then doesn't the, the, the teacup comes on. And he passes the fuck yeah, out. Like, just it's just the tea, you see the yeah. teacup and the spoon and it's stirring and boom he's out then he wakes up again and the tv it's, comes on again and it's jim hudson yes the and, blind guy and he's like in a hospital gown he's in a hospital bed and they're like you know he's like oh they told us they told me she told me missy told me that you know for the bond to to work better we kind of have to understand it together the process together so he's kind of like talking to him about it and he's like do you have any questions because i can answer them for you now um the one thing that i felt was like really weird was like when he asked why black people yes like he's like why (laughs) black people why us and yes he's like what why you and and chris is like why black people and Jim kind of gives this ramble about, oh, the the physical, you know, maybe these people want something physical that they don't already have and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's never really answered. And then he's like, but there's multiple me- variations on the answer throughout the entire movie. Like, you know, obviously athletic structure, then, you know, the coolness and they kind of, they kind of touch on multiple reasons as to why people would want to do this transplantation with mm-hmm. somebody who was African-American um, yeah, and genetics and blah, 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 like all this racist stuff. But there's no, there's no like one set answer. It's like a collective, definitely all racist based, like, you know, oh, it's Tiger Woods. And, you know, yeah. it's very questionable. Like, yes, yeah. all of these things that have been said before kind of come up, but very Jim, cringeworthy. Yeah. The, the blind guy is like, but I don't care about that. I don't care what color you are. I just want your eyes. Yeah. I just want your eye. You yep. know, like the way you see things. I just want that. And exactly. Yeah. And, he's and like, then he's okay, like, I'm done. Yeah, we're done. Can can we turn it? And you know, and he's like, he's like talking to someone off screen. Like, okay, I'm done. Teacup and, again. Chris goes out. Well, at this point, you see the the armrest that Chris, yeah, he's his been hands. He's been like digging yes. at the chair with his fingers, which is a nervous habit because you see him doing it as a kid. And you see him doing it when Missy hypnotizes him the first time. Yep. He's like dug at this armrest and there's cotton poking, yes. you know, there's batting or whatever poking out of the armrest. So and he then, sees that and, you know, he has some kind of thought about it. And then teacup, teacup, and he's out. <clears throat> so then you see Dean and he's got like this whole surgical suite set up in the basement and you see Jim, there's two beds and you see Jim in one and the other bed is empty 
And so you see Dean, like he, you know, he's starting to perform the surgery and he's like cutting into Jim's scalp and you see him take the scalp and just throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. He's working and you see Jeremy and he's in like hospital scrubs with a wheelchair and he's like, you know, it looks like a huge cavernous basement. There's this big hallway and all kinds of doors. And he's like, you know, wheeling the chair, doing his thing. And then it goes back to Dean and he's like removing the, the skull. And, you know, you see him take the, the skull cap off and throw that in the garbage. And it's like, I thought that was really hilarious how it's like haphazard, like <laughs> into the trash again. Well, I mean, obviously the, the body portion of that person is no longer going to be used because they're taking the brain out. And that to me was the question, what do they do with the bodies? I have no idea. It's a good question, but they live on a lot of land and there's nobody around for 14 miles because he makes it abundantly clear. The nearest major. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's like the nearest neighbor is like 14 miles away across yeah. the lake. Like you yeah. won't find anybody here. So yeah. then Jeremy has this wheelchair and he's clearly on a mission to go pick up Chris from his sedative state that he's been put in by the teacup. And he starts, you know, unhooking him and you're you're looking at it and you're like, oh man, like here we go. Yeah. Like this sucks. And the yeah, whole time I'm like, please strapping. Yeah, let something have happened. Exactly. Like let there be a flash of light. Yeah. Hands unstrapped, feet unstrapped. And he goes happened. to clear, he goes to clear the seat of the wheelchair because he's got like a couple things in the seat of the wheelchair. And then all of a sudden you see Chris stand up and he grabs a bocce ball. Yes. There's like a, there's like a basket and it's got bocce balls in it yes and I thought that was interesting like that's like kind of a like a midwestern thing like you don't have that yeah usually that's not something you see young people play much no exactly like I go to my uncle's house and they have that and they have croquet and they have Mm -hmm. like everything and they just recently got cornhole because that's what the young folk play so (laughs) literally fourth of july there that's what we that's yes that's that's our jam um so he picks up this ball and he like hits jeremy on the back of the head and he hits him once and he goes down but he's still alive and he hits him again and he sees you know blood coming out of his head and he's like good get the fuck out what am i doing next and but before but before he goes anywhere, you see him like turn around and look at the deer head on the Yes. Wall. And yeah. at that point, I was like, is there like a camera in the deer head? Like, is somebody watching him? What's going on? I thought the same thing too, because they focus a lot on that deer head in the beginning and the yeah. eyes, like, I felt like there was something weird about the eyes. And so when they were doing that kind of second pass through of him focusing on the deer, I was like, what is going on with that deer? Right. Like, clearly there's something to do with that deer. Right. And I was kind of just like, okay, it's from the deer that, you know, they hit at the beginning because then when they get to the house, we didn't really mention this because it was just so random. Yes. But like, you know, they, Rose tells him like, oh my God, we hit a deer. And Dean's like, good. All these fucking deer, they're taking over. There's a million of them. And, you know, we need to kill Which them Which sounds like, so racist. Like, it's a deer, dude. The whole time. Yeah. And he's like, he's ruined our ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, you know, I was just kind of thinking it was like harking back to this weirdness about the deer that they hit and yeah, the weird conversation in general. Um, so Jeremy's on the floor, presumably dead. He's bleeding out. Um, I said, I wrote, oh, he did <laughs> after that happened. Um, and then you hear, you go back to Dean doing the surgery and he's like, he he's takes looking for Jeremy. Out. Yeah. The brain of this guy out and throws that in the garbage. And he's like, looking, he's like, Jeremy's not there. He's like, Jeremy, what are you doing? And so he like goes to the door of this room. Looks and, out into the hall. Yes. And Chris like skewers him with the yes. antlers of the deer. Yes. He takes this mounted buck and pierces right through just, dean just stabs him with it yes oh my god it's right it's fantastic yeah and like you know then the like the blood comes out of his mouth and he yes. goes staggering back into the operating room and he's like knocking shit over and something he does starts a fire well, because he falls over and there are for some reason there's these candles that are like up on these stands and uh-huh. they're yeah, and so when he falls no, over after being skewered by the deer, because Chris pulls the deer head out mm-hmm. of Dean, and Dean yeah. just topples over, and that's when he does. He knocks over that candle rack, and it has mm-hmm. just this one big candle, and it catches the bedding to the, the operation great. table. Yeah, the is on. Yeah. The bed catches on fire. Yes. Yeah. And so then there's the fire. So he starts kind of coming up the steps and he's like, all right, well, now I got to find the keys. Now I got to get out of this place. Like I still got other people I got to worry about. So he's kind of sneaking around, figuring it out. Um, And he actually runs into Missy. When he comes, no, well, Georgina first, I think. Yeah, it's Georgina Georgina first, but she runs away. And she's there and she sees him and she's like, because he's covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, he he's covered at this point. And then yeah. um she runs away. And mm-hmm. so then Missy is in her office and Chris sees Missy and she's focusing on the cup and he's focusing on the cup because he knows one sound of that teacup and he will he's be knocked done. out. Yes. Yeah, it, the teacup is like sitting on the table. Well, when he it's pulled not- out the little when he pulled out the little yeah. cotton, I was like, why? Why are you pulling him out? Keep him in your fucking ears. Like, I you don't hear too. anything at first. But then I was like, how the fuck? And I, I have yes, to because his from that point on, he pulls out that cotton <sighs> because there's no fucking way he could have got that in his ears. Uh, no, I, I, I disagree. I disagree. Only his no, hands his, and his feet. His chest yeah. wasn't strapped. So you know what? Put your hands down on the on the on the no, chair, and I then you can so. lean down. Yes, no. I can. I can totally do. It. I just did no. it. I can totally do it. I don't I can, no, I can do it. I will demonstrate it for you when I am COVID free, and I will show you that it, you can do it. It is completely I mean, possible. It's, it's- so possible but i don't think it happened. no i i'm I doing it look i'm a backup hold on i'm a backup so you can see no, I don't, I don't, you can do it all you want i Come don't on. here we go here we go here look look no. look 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 okay look nope. look my hands aren't moving okay nope. here goes my ear but his hands were down yes his wrists are down but his hands are up because he clearly he's able to go like this so he's able to pick the pick it out and then he's like he's all the way around you got your hand 
It's rotated yes. 180. He did Do not I need to get my head. sex cuffs out? I can get my sex cuffs out and I can cuff myself to this goddamn chair like Tony was going to ram me like there was no tomorrow. I will show you. It's possible. <laughs> Ew. It's possible. I don't think so. It, oh my God. You obviously don't do BDSM in the what? bedroom because it's possible. You can move your wrist, even though you're strapped down. You can't physically lift them up, but you can like, you can rotate. You can rotate. The only way you can't rotate is if they cuff you here at your wrist too. He was cuffed at his wrist. No, he wasn't. He was cuffed at his, well, yeah, not his wrist. His, I'm talking about his elbow. If you're okay. cuffed at your, well, if you're cuffed at your elbow and moving. your wrist, then you're not going to be able to move. And then your chest, if they had chest, if they had like strapped him down from his chest, then there's no way that he could have leaned down and stuck that in his ear. But I 100% guarantee you that you can totally make that maneuver happen. Yes, mm-hmm. it is possible. Far-fetched to me. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I was. I'm also, right. You're wrong. Like, first, I was like, "Why the fuck did he take that out?" Yes, I agree. Um, so he goes up, and there's Missy, and like she's like, "Oh fuck, he's out." Um, and you know, you see her look at the cup, and you see him look at the cup, and they both go for the cup, and he knocks it on the floor, so she can't hypnotize him. And she grabs like a letter opener or some shit and stabs it right and through. And he his- reacts, he has like no reaction. Yeah. Like it was very minimal. Yeah. I would have been like freaked the fuck out because it's literally all the way through his hand. Um, and he he pulls it out of his hand. She they're kind of wrestling back and forth and he, he gets pulls out it of out. His hand. Yes. And then mm-hmm. you see her kind of fall back and, and you don't see it, but he's like going for her eye with the letter opener and she falls back and you don't see it but you absolutely hear him stab her through yep. the eye with the letter opener yep so missy's down you're like okay sweet then he sees the keys like grabs he the sees keys. some keys sitting on a table or something and he grabs them and he's getting ready to go out the door and here comes jeremy grabs him from behind yanks him back from the door <coughs> So they're fighting back and forth. Um, and, you know, Chris keeps going for the door and Jeremy keeps yanking him back and they kind of go back and forth. And then Chris still has a letter opener in his hand. Liz is dying. Yes. Um, sorry. And, <laughs> like, I to mute it. It was so bad. I was like, oh, God, the Rona's acting up again. Yeah. Yeah. It plays up for a while. So much fun. You'd be used to that because that'll carry on for a little while. Um, so then he, he realized, Chris realizes he's still got the letter opener in his hand and he stabs Jeremy in the thigh with the letter opener. And so Jeremy lets go, falls down and Chris kills him, like stops him. Yep. On, yeah. Like he like curb stomps his app. Yes. Yes. Like instantly I, I thought of, um, yeah, yeah. Curb stomping. Like I, I, and while this is all going on. Rose is upstairs on her computer on her she's sitting on her bed with a bowl of fruit eating loops and a glass fruit loops yeah yeah separate. she's got her earphones separate. in and she's like she take a couple of fruit loops and you see her on the computer and she's like scrolling through I'm assuming what's the song that she's listening life? to because I was like that's like a total 80s classic right there like she's just like mm-hmm. I can't remember what song she's listening to I'm gonna google that right now Okay, you Google that. So she's doing that, and you know, she's like taking one or two Fruit Loops and eating it and like scrolling, you know, the some singles website with like obviously all black men. 
Um, and then she, she drinks the milk and it's so weird because she's holding this glass of milk and she takes like a tiny little sip. Time you know, of my sip. life. That's oh, what it was. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The time of my life. The time of my life. And I owe it all to you. Yes. Yes, I know. It's the truth. Sorry. Oh my God. Okay. Let's keep moving, girl. Let's keep it moving. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So she like realizes. I can't remember why she realizes. She hears something. She she thinks she hears something. And, um. And in fact, she does, because what she hears is um, Georgina getting hit by the car. Yeah, she, yeah. So Chris gets into what is actually Jeremy's car, which is the white Porsche, which you see at the beginning um, when Logan. And it has that weird, that weird mask. Yeah, like, it's like a knight's metal helmet kind of a thing. Yeah, that covers his face. Um, So he gets in the car. He starts peeling out. Georgina runs in front of the car and he hits her. Yep. And like he's, he kind of keeps peeling out and he's in the car and he stops and he's like, no, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. And he like looks in the rear view mirror and he sees Georgina laying on the ground. He's like, fuck. And he gets out and he gets Georgina and he puts her in the car. Yep. And, and yeah, you can really see like at this point here when Georgina's kind of like in this passed out phase in the passenger seat of the car that she has this really prominent scar across mm-hmm. her forehead. I mean, it's that she it's, wears like a wig or something to cover up. Yes. And it's it's definitely this big, big scar here. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when her eyes sort of open and then she's like, you ruined my yet. house or you Not destroyed yet. my house, you know? He's, what I miss. he's peeling out again and Rose comes out oh, on right. the porch and she's Her like, gun. Grandma! And you're like, hold up. Yep. Georgina is Grandma? grandma? Exactly. Like, ew. Okay. See, it didn't, it didn't click for me that she called yeah. Georgina Grandma. It was when she was calling Walter Grandpa yeah. that it Which clicked for me. Yes. yes. So she's happens like, after you this. Know, Chris is driving. Georgina is passed out in the passenger seat. Chris is driving. And then Georgina wakes up and is immediately like, you ruined my house and like attacks him because yes. when, um, when Rose comes out the front door, she, you know, she just runs out the door, doesn't close it behind her. You can see smoke just like rolling through that house. Yep. Um, so, you know, that this fire is really taken off and is spreading. <laughs> yeah so, it's bad and yeah. and and rose is kind of walking down this long driveway and you know here's uh georgina and you know they're fighting in the car and then the car swerves off to the side and yeah, rose is free mm-hmm. and they're both unconscious yep but he gets out he gets out and a car pulls up behind him and it's rose and she gets out and she's got like a a gun she's got a like shotgun. a shotgun she's I don't got think it. it's a shotgun i think it's a rifle Cause it doesn't have the big concussive. It's like a single bullet. Yeah. It's not, I the guess big you're concussive. right. Yeah. yeah. They're hunters. So that makes sense. She immediately starts shooting at him. And fortunately she's not a very good shot. So like she hits the wind, uh, the mirror, and then she hits the, 
um, she hits a tree and he's like obviously all fucked up, which is nice to see, like, because getting in a car accident like that, you're going to be disoriented yes. and groggy and yes. not, you know, so he's kind of staggering around and she's, you know, taking aim and she's going to shoot him. And then all of a sudden, Walter again comes running out of the dark and he runs past her and she's like, get him, get him, grandpa. grandpa. Yes. For fuck's sake. That's so, when know, I was like, oh my God, Walter yeah, is like, grandpa. Makes sense. The whole running thing. Like, yeah, because he was a runner. So, so Walter and Chris are on the floor having this yeah, like epic battle. Walter, like, tackles Chris, who's still trying to stagger away. Yes. And then yeah. Chris pulls out his phone and you're like, yes, take a picture of that bitch. And he flashes him. And all of a sudden you can see kind of the change happen, which I thought was really great that they did yeah. that. Um, and you're like, yes, it's not Walter anymore. It's whoever this person really yeah. is whoever coming out. Is. Yeah, because they never say, they never yeah. say who it is. They they only mention Dre as the, the real, like there's Logan. So you know that Logan is, not his real name it's Dre and so therefore you can say Walter is not Walter's real name um wasn't the dad didn't they say the dad was like Roman Armitage I have no idea well in the the cast list his name is Roman so I don't know maybe they didn't maybe they just call him Walter maybe I don't know but anyway So, so Walter stands up and he turns to Rose Rose Mm-hmm. And he's like, give me the gun. I'm gonna let finish. me do it. Let me yeah, do it. Let me do it. Because Rose is getting ready to shoot him. That's what it is. Rose is getting ready to shoot Chris. Walter has been flashed and is no longer fully Walter. So he turns around and, at, you know, he's like, give me the gun. Let me do it. So Rose gives him the gun and he shoots her in the gut. Like just straight up shoots her. Yes. And then you can see there's, you know, there's kind of a struggle. He's starting to return to grandpa grandpa walter yeah and chris is like oh shit he's gonna shoot me too like you can you know you can see this coming back yeah and then the guy whoever the original person was like has this one last brief moment and he takes a gun and blows his own brains out yeah that was shocking to me i was surprised by that yes um, so he's dead on the ground. Rose has been shot in the gut. She's dying. Chris but she's, is like, but she still goes and she tries to get the gun. Well, yeah. Chris gets up and he's trying to walk away. And Rose is still alive and she starts going for the gun. Which, honestly, I'm kind of like, she wasn't that good of a shot even when she wasn't shot. So, I don't know. But Chris goes over and... Oh, oh, we missed it. We missed talking about when Rob goes over to the police to report his friend missing. Oh, yeah, that whole scene. It was hilarious. Hilarious. So this is important for this this whole saga that we're talking about because he goes to the police station and he, you know, he's got Sid, the dog with him and he walks in and, you know, there's this really gorgeous African-American detective standing in front of him. And she's like, so Rod with the TSA, you know, you're supposed to report offenses to your TSA supervisor. And he's like, well, this isn't a TSA matter. And he goes, my boy's been missing for two days. And she's like, you've got a lost kid. And he's like, no, 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 no. My boy 
boy, like my, my, my friend, my friend has been missing for the last couple of days and he went up to see his girlfriend's parents and, you know, they, they've, they've abducted him. He's, well, he mentions that, you know, his white girlfriend's parents and yes. And yeah. he's like and alluding, he's, he's like, hello, white girlfriend. Yeah. And so she's just kind of watching him while he's, she's like, okay, well, thanks for bringing that to our attention. And I got to go, you know, she leaves the room and comes back in with these two other guys. And she's like, okay, tell tell them what's your story. Yeah. And then goes through it all again. And then they all three just crack off. She says, don't say I didn't ever do anything for you. Don't say I never did anything for you guys. Yeah. Hilarious. so then here we are back at this epic battle scene and Rose and Chris are, you know, going at it. And Chris is literally choking Rose and Rose is like, no, I love you, baby. It's me. It's me. I love yeah. you. And he's choking her. And all of a sudden the sirens, well, the lights, the flashing yeah. blue and red lights. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It totally looks like he massacred his, her family. Like, like yeah. It looks so bad, so bad. But I mean, honestly, how are they going to explain the like impromptu surgery room downstairs? It's not like that's hospital, like well, hospital standard. It's all on fire. So yeah, how much but, is there going to be to see? Yeah, but I mean, they looked like the same like dental chair quality, you know, like that shit doesn't just melt all at once, you know, like, yeah, yeah. your foam is gone, but the outline, the frame and all that shit's still going to be there once the fire goes, because as we know, metal does not burn in any yeah. kind of like fire. Like it just doesn't, it might yeah, misshapen, but, yeah, but... Mind too, let's be honest with the way that things tend to go with African American yes. males and the police, they're going to shoot first. Ask, ask questions ask later. later. Yeah. So, you know, he turns around, he's like, fuck, he turns around, hands up, up. the door opens of the police car and on the door, it says TSA security Yes, and Rod gets out. And it's so great. I I was just like, yay. (laughs) So Chris gets in the car, (coughs) they're leaving and, you know, Rod's like, Chris is just blank stare trauma victim and Rod like kind of looks at him and looks at him again and he's like I mean I told you so like he just can't hold it in anymore I told you I told you sex cult stuff you shouldn't have been at that house I mean I told you not to go to her house yeah exactly yeah I mean honestly it was such a good ending like I was like that is the best possible way that it could end it looks like you know I mean it it just was awesome and it was definitely a twist ending because you you can't see any way out of it you can't figure how it's going to be any different other than you know either he dies meaning Chris dies and they're able to restart this whole you know process again or um or he gets taken in by the cops and he's a murderer and he goes to jail forever which yeah let's yeah if he doesn't just get straight shot by the cops before he can even get arrested which well let's talk about that alternate ending yes because so we mentioned that. and then you know basically that's it um yeah so this was another movie that it was like oh stay tuned after the credits for an alternate ending and so see i I'll never read 
I never read any of those things. So literally I just take my mouse and hover over all the, the end there. And I like to see like where it's at and like what's happening. Like, okay, credits, 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 credits. Oh, we got faces. Let's, let's go back a little bit. Um, so that's how I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I discovered there was an alternate ending. Well, they said it. It wasn't like written anywhere. They said it. Stay tuned after the end. When did they say it? Right at the beginning. I didn't hear it. They did though, but they did. Did you watch the 4K? No, you watched. Maybe that's something that only comes with SD because I had HD, remember? (laughs) I just don't remember hearing it. I don't know. I was cooking dinner at the same time when I started doing that. So I don't know. Anyways, so the alternate ending is a more close to reality ending. And honestly um the caption it's it's you know it's the producer and he's talking about how this was the original ending it's not the alternate ending it's not you know it's the original ending the ending we saw was the alternate ending it was the change that he decided to make because he said that the climate was too hot to have it in this more realistic one. But I did like how he said he wanted to do the realistic ending, which is Chris getting taken into prison. Six months months later and Chris is in prison and Rod goes to talk to him. There's no evidence because the house is burned down, but because, because he's black and because even though there's no evidence that it's, um, that leads to him because he's the only survivor, he is black. And this was a wealthy white family, a prominent family in the community. And there are witnesses that were at the party that are saying that he was acting strangely. They didn't have anything to give forth or anything like that. So that's why he was still being imprisoned and held. And his attorney just basically said, yeah, no, you're, you're fucked. You're just going to have to. Yeah, exactly. So it was a very, um, it was a very sad thing, but they talk about how, you know, he feels fine with it because he went back and he picked up Georgina yeah. and that was like him being yeah. able to, um, trauma have his mom and put that behind him because she was, she was hit and he didn't leave yes. her. Exactly. He wasn't able to help her or he didn't, he didn't call the cops in time in order to save her, but he went and saved Georgina, even though it wasn't really, um, it was grandma. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but I felt like, you know, in the beginning, he says that the reason he picked this ending was because he wanted people to feel, you know, what it's like in that situation, which I can really, um, I can really say when I saw that alternate ending, I, I hate to say this, but that's how I thought it was going to go down. It was one of two ways. He was either going to die or he was going to go to jail and he was going to be wrongly imprisoned because that's, that's just what you come to expect with today's law enforcement. And yeah. I'm not saying all law enforcement. I'm just saying that that's, that's what, we what you hear. All yeah, the time. exactly. All the time. That's what you hear on the news shot. Well, you know, fucking laying down with your hands in the air, like all of these things that you see shot for no reason at all, other than the color of their skin. 
well and dangerous exactly and and that's you know and that's kind of where the director was going with that is that you know he wanted to put that and make it a very uncomfortable but a very realistic kind of ending and then um you know during 2017 when the picture well 2016 when they were wrapping going into 2017 he just made the decision towards the end of that to reshoot it and kind of bring in a hero which was rod who saves the day you know the people needed a hero yes so that's that's why it changed and i I like that ending better i feel like it's not very Uh uh-oh sense of him being there like there's no way that they won't find out he was there yes like there's there's just no way his clothes are there his stuff is there like he's leaving without anything exactly they're gonna know he was there i feel like they're to me watching this movie from the point that he wakes up in the chair and goes after jeremy the whole tone of the movie is completely different like right. up until that point, it's a thriller, and then it becomes like a slasher flick. Yes, like, exactly. You see the blood, and you see these people getting yes. pretty gorily murdered. And to me, like I know this is not what the director intended, but to me, from the point where he stands up out of that chair, it feels like a revenge fantasy. Yes, it, yes. He is, he is, you know, he is dying. His brain is being transplanted. His consciousness is fading. And this is his revenge fantasy. Happy ending. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's very, it's a very marked change. Like yeah. from like that point, it's a whole nother movie. Yeah, it is. It is and, a whole other movie. And that's what I thought is like, like I know it's it's not meant to be that way because the director doesn't say it's meant to be that way when he's talking about the ending but like that's what it feels like like I could have easily seen all of that happening yes and then him opening his eyes and you know it being Jim Hudson in his art gallery yeah that would have been a cool like that would have been a very interesting ending like I feel like it could have definitely gone that way um yeah yeah an alternate alternate ending perhaps right like a whole nother interpretation of the movie yes not correct but it could be i think they should i think they should make another movie like from the point of view like you should see what happens to georgina like you should see what happens to walter like i would really i'm really curious like how huh happens to logan he's still gonna be like yes stuck there or does he get out in some fashion like well now that missy's dead there's no one to chime him back into existence right yeah so i don't know so one to five um i'll go first i give this a solid five i was shocked i was kind of in an awe i I felt that they did a great job with the movie. The acting was fantastic. Like, holy shit, the acting was good. And um, overall, it was an uncomfortable subject that needed to be put out there. And I think 2017 was the right year for it. You know, seeing that we just came out of that election and all kinds of stuff. Um, That was already going on. Yep. And I feel like that the director made the right choice by bringing in a hero. I feel like that alternate ending um, that replaced the original ending was, was amazing. It was just hilarious. It was a good fit. 
And I don't know the, the whole movie itself. I'm, I'm sad that I didn't see it sooner, but happy that I've seen it now. Yeah. Five cheers. <laughs> Huzzah. I'm going to give it um, three no and a pressure. half. Three and a half. Jeez. Three and a half. It was a good movie. You're I so hard like on movies. Bad. I am. Well, okay. So here's the thing that got me the most. Okay. Right. We're going on and we're talking about, you know, we're seeing all of these kind of racial injustices that are happening to him throughout the movie, you know, yes. being stopped by the cops and having to show ID for just existing, you know, being, you know, expecting that he's going to go to prison or be shot when he sees the flashing lights, like all yeah. of the weird ass ways they were talking to him when he was at the party and at the parents' house, like all of these weird things about the being auction. Black. <laughs> Why the fuck do they want black people? Like it does yeah. not make sense. It oh. doesn't make sense. These are rich white people. They have everything they need. Why do they want to become black? Because apparently it's stylish. It's cool. It's like when like, Michael yeah. Jackson wanted to become white. Now the white guys want to become black. Yeah, like it just doesn't hold water. It really just doesn't hold water when you look at all the racial. Uh, have you not seen movie. Eminem? <sighs> I wish I hadn't, but um, <laughs> that to me, like that didn't ring. There's so many people out there that like no, I mm, no, I disagree. Not, not I disagree. I feel like there's a lot of people. No. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of them out there. Yes, they do. Racist as hell. Why would they want to be black? That's everything they don't like right there. I, that part just did not ring true to me at all. Like, there's no reason for them to want to be white, black. They should be stealing white kids. Because that's what they are. That's what they want to be. Well, then maybe and it wasn't a race thing. Maybe like, maybe it wasn't a race thing. The house anymore. Because he maybe. can't. <sighs> Because he'll get like what? What are they God. implying there? Yeah, he's gonna he's get a black guy in a white neighborhood. No, it's because he's a missing person. That's why he can't leave the house anymore. Well, that's part of it, but no. Yes, if he is, there's no black people. He could leave his house. Nobody would know who he is. Like, but it like they get this life. <sighs> I I just don't buy it. I don't buy the whole white people want to be black thing. I buy it. Rich old white people do not want to become black. I buy it. I, I think they do. I think I they do. Think so. nope. I think they do. Nope. Three and a half. That's what it gets. That was a huge flaring. It, that's just not the way it is. That's just not. It is the way it is. My grandma totally wants it. <laughs> I do not want to hear about your grandma that way. Oh my gosh. She's hilarious. I talked to her today. So good. Always <laughs> got so much stuff to say. I bet. Um, I did not recommend this movie to her because she still used, you know, she's 88 years old. And so she still uses terms that are like now considered racial slurs. So, you know, I, oh God. Yep. My grandpa too. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. Like so she that's was, what we're dealing with. These people don't want to be white. She was driving through Georgia and the comments that she made about it. I mean, like she wasn't being hateful, but like literally it was accepted back in the day. And like, I'm just listening to her and I'm like, grandma, you can't say that anymore. Like, stop, stop right there. Um, yeah, but she just, she doesn't care. She's like, I'm 88 years old. I'll say whatever the hell I want. What? No, she just plays dumb. She's like, huh? What happened? (laughs) 
what I do? Who, who, what? <laughs> who is this? Is that you? Is that you, Lisette? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I liked the movie. Okay. I'm really I, excited. I liked it, except for to me, that was a huge glaring, like, I just couldn't, the movie itself was great, but I, that part, I just couldn't get past. Like that just, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be a thing. No. With all of the, all of the ways the decks are stacked against African-American people, these rich old white people are not going to want to be black. There's and there's so plenty. much and they're everything. There's it, plenty of white homeless people out there that that would have made more sense I, I i i can kind of see your point of view but you know from the way that they framed it in the movie like the whole time that they're talking about like whoa entire woods is a great call for it. let me see your form and ooh, look at your body and even you you were like he's so shiny he's hairless you know i want to be him no, but you know, that, you know, that's where I think, um, that's where they, I think they tried to make it realistic. Like, you know, they're admiring him. They love his physique. They, you know, obviously they like his, you know, his artistic vision and, you know, it obviously it's something about him and they want it. Yeah. And it's something that they can never have because they are white. Yeah. I still don't buy it though. Um, All right. So anyway, next, um, next week. week is our book yes. by Colleen Hoover. It's a banger. You oh got my a God. It goes pretty quick. So if you haven't read it, get it, check it out, buy it off of Amazon, whatever, read it. You're going to have some opinions on this book. Like for, I already got opinions. You're going to have some serious yeah. opinions on this book. There's some shit happening in this book. Yeah, it's definitely, so, it's definitely something. Get it? Check it out. Um, next week, God willing, and nobody else gets COVID, we'll be Seriously. back in the room again. <laughs> we'll and- see. Because I, I get my I get my PCR results. See, my husband is positive, but I didn't do a rapid test because I just figured he's positive. I'm positive. I've got a wicked cough. Like it's bad. The they did a uh, PCR test on me and they also did a strep test because they saw little red spots in the back of my throat. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I tested negative for strep and, and they haven't the spots are from <laughs> it's from my sex chair where I'm like strapped down. No, <laughs> is what it is. Oh Lord. Um, that would be weird and gross. Um, my vessels. Yeah. about your sex chair and you say that sucking dick would be weird and gross what? <laughs> what your priorities are way off um well one is pleasure for me and one is pleasure for him so mm, i'm a greedy person anyways uh, <laughs> i'll be honest <clears throat> you're gonna start with me first and if i have time i'll get to you <laughs> damn ouch sorry tony that sucks um <laughs> he knew knew that going into it or maybe he didn't I don't know um (laughs) so anyways yeah it's you know so who knows because I should get my PCR results back by Monday which is tomorrow you know but I don't know we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see because I'm tired of this oh my god for real I mean zoom is nice and everything but we'll see how it translates to to the actual podcast if it if it works out well yep sure enough All right, guys, 
till next week. Hopefully neither of us have COVID, have cable. Hopefully we don't have cable. I definitely do not have cable. Neither do I. I'm thinking I won't have COVID since I just had it like three weeks ago. Like, I think I should be immune for at least a little while, right? I got some, I got some wine. Like, yep. Oh, now she's just straight drinking out the bottle. I don't want none of that. None of that. I'm going to have to watch the bottle be opened next week. Like backwashing it. (laughs) Gross. All right, guys. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. In all the places. All of them. Everyone.